0: Welcome back for another helping of by order of the Peaky Blinders True to our name Josh and I are going to continue to talk about Peaky Blinders although we are very sad that the series 6 recording and the production has been pushed back we are doing a little bit of gangs of London talk but we're back on our main Apple Spotify Stitcher Anchor stream To talk more season five of Peaky Blinders, I'm Daniel Gilman, he's Josh Levy, and today we are discussing our favorite scenes from season five. We're each going to pick five of them. Josh and I tried our best to not overlap with too many, because of course there are iconic scenes. We've talked to a few characters from the Peaky Blinders universe, like Ollie, like Digbeth Kid, like Billy Kitchen, that you can go back and listen to on our feed, and they have discussed What are some of their favorite scenes? And if you haven't seen anything, just happenstance by our podcast. We've broken down every single episode from Peaky Blinders. You can find all of those on the feed, wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast. Feel free to send us any feedback and we will have a feedback episode whenever we feel necessary during this quarantine we're at email at b-o-o-t peaky blinders at gmail.com josh how's your quarantine going so far we are recording this on may 7th and it feels like groundhog day
1: quarantine is uh is i can't even tell what day it is anymore it's it's it it really gets jumbled together i finished law school yesterday so i am officially a juris doctor uh, I'll be taking the bar uh, at, the end, at the end of July. I'll be taking the Florida bar, and I'll be having to take to wear a mask while I take it. So that's not going to be ideal. But uh, I can go on. A, I can do a whole podcast on that in itself. But quarantine's going well. We've been keeping keeping busy with putting out content to you guys. We started that show, Gangs of London, which I I cannot recommend anymore. How great! Like I, I cannot emphasize how great that show is. It, like un, until you watch it. It really is a peaky pot, a Peaky territory.
0: Yep, Joe Cole stars in it. It has Ms. Michelle Fairley, a couple other Peaky Blinders, and Game of Thrones favorites in it. And if, if you have trouble finding it, just reach out to us. We can help you out finding different ways to watch it. It's on Sky Atlantic or Now TV, and it's headed to Cinemax soon. But Josh and I are covering Gangs of London over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. At this moment, we've watched four episodes. We've heard the fifth is supposed to be iconic. We are 9. excited.
1: 6, 9.6 on IMDb is what it got.
0: Yeah, Joe Cole has said that it is a transcendiary episode that will change you as a watcher of TV. So I am psyched to get into that. You can listen to our episode one recap for free on our Apple podcast. Just go ahead and go to patreon.com slash order of Peaky. We also have that first episode available for you. For no cost. But then if you want to help Josh and I out, you know, just a pair of people trying to get through this shutdown for just $5 a month, you can whip through all of Gangs of London. We're probably going to finish it within the month. So there is no better deal than $5 getting you the entire season one coverage of Gangs of London, along with all of our videos from our interviews with the characters of Peaky Blinders and any bonus content that we've done in the past, the entire backlog all for just $5. Josh, huge congratulations for you completing law school. Gotta give it up to Josh. Thank After you,
1: sir, thank you, sir, appreciate officially that.
0: Officially enroll as Alfie Solomon's lawyer. We've been, <laughs> we've been pushing this for months now, and I think it's, it's time that Alfie and Tommy join forces in the law department and f- sign up. It's not Better Call Saul, it's Better Call Josh.
1: That would be a perfect, perfect thing for me. Uh, Tommy and Alfie, if you guys are listening to the podcast, because we know they're avid listeners, just hit me up. I am now officially, you know, able to to uh, give you advice. You know, now I'm, I have to pass the bar, but knock on wood, I can now give you legal advice. So hopefully they're going to be hitting me up soon. All right, let's jump into my first of five in no order. Just some
0: scenes completely off the cuff, Josh and I just thought up, all right, what was most memorable? Without looking it up, most memorable about season five. And we could start in Margate. Do you think they have Wi-Fi out in Margate for Alfie to get, you know, any sort of communication with us to to, to reach out and listen to the podcast? Because Alfie is alive. His scene with Tommy from, you know, comparing himself to a God in the, in the Holy Land of Jerusalem to reaching out and... and you know, collecting all the Jews to march in on Oswald Mosley. And then finally, of course, Josh, him forecasting and projecting the, the great final scene, which also is is on, I assume, both of our final fives.
1: Phenomenal scene. Phenomenal to see Alfie back in the mix. We see we he asks instantly about Cyril. Cyril the the, the beast of a dog. Uh, Tommy says he's doing a-okay but it was great to see Tom Hardy back in the fold in this show. We were upset when when we thought he died. We knew that there were rumors, that there were rumblings about him possibly returning in the show. And uh little did we know that he was gonna return in that in that in that final episode and be a huge character in the fold and a huge uh catalyst to the to the final scene, which I guess kind of carries me into into one of my favorite scenes, which is that final scene with Oswald Mosley giving that Hitler-esque speech to the to that fascist you know preaching those fascist ideologies to the people that are there and it, it is really re- reminding everybody of how adolf hitler had control over everybody and you know brainwashed a bunch of people with with, with his ideologies um and then not only do we have that iconic speech by oswald Mosley, oswald mosley which was a freaky speech like it was scary like like the uh sam cleveland did an amazing job of delivering that speech it was it was a monologue and you know there's a lot of times in shows where where main actors and supporting actors and actresses they they give they have monologues where, where they go off the cuff for like three minutes straight and that that's not easy to do that's not easy to memorize that that many lines and deliver it perfectly and he did it phenomenally so that's one of my favorite things in the show but then we also have Barney you know who's supposed to be the sniper you know one of Tommy's friends back back in the war who suffered from tremendous ptsd and is having a lot of you know trouble he was in that he was he was in the, we, counting down from 10 from from 10 seconds counting ever so slowly longer than 10 seconds and he's like one or two seconds short and he gets popped in the head doesn't get to shoot oswald mosley things go awry tommy is in shambles abrama gold gets stabbed like at least i'm pretty sure you counted i don't think we remember but it was like Twenty something times, Abraham Gold goes down. By far the the most action that we've seen in the show in one final scene. But besides that one shootout, which you and I did not like, with the uh, with the
0: in Chinatown, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: in Chinatown. But just so much happening in this scene. I named, you could easily break this up into three different you know kind of plots within the scene. Abraama goes down. Barney misses the shot. He gets popped. And then Oswald delivering his speech, which which we hadn't seen before like this. So that's my favorite scene.
0: I don't think it has to be said, but I just want to say that, you know, obviously, if you haven't seen season five of Peaky Blinders, there there may yeah. be some spoilers as Josh and I break down our five favorite scenes of season five. I would assume you'd have seen it. The, the great song, Never Fight a Man with a Perm, as the Jews, mm. you know, run in and, and start to... Uh, Bustle up and 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 really get into the uh, the Mosley and and the Billy Boys and everyone going on. That was a great one. You've also you could throw in the the conspiracy with Oswald fucking the blonde girl in the yes. in the changing room just before. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe Gina, maybe, maybe Gina, maybe not. Who knows? Those are great. I I want to put that as a final scene on mine, but obviously as you mm-hmm. mentioned, it's kind of two scenes because just the Oswald is a scene. So I'll go ahead and say that the actual closing scene of season five was one of my favorites, with Tommy freaking out in the dressing room, telling, you know, uh, what was her name? Uh, The feminist um, Billy or Eden, Jesse Eden, telling Jesse Eden to get out of the room. And then obviously there's like some sort of warp and now they're in their backyard and Tommy's running with a gun to his head it's it's a scene that we can dissect and maybe we'll just do an episode just dissecting those like eight minutes because we've he's got seeing, a lot he's of time seeing the to horse
1: he's seeing he's nope. is it, is it a, it's a black horse he sees he sees the black horse which Alfie foreshadowed in their meeting at Margate which le- leads us to possibly you know there's also rum like oh is Alfie, Alfie actually alive of course he's actually alive but it but it kind of has like a double meaning like you know Alfie kind of predicted the future it could have been like a he could have been from beyond telling that to Tommy, and Tommy could be having those visions because Tommy's going through a rough time. As we said, Tommy, Tommy met his maker in Oswald Mosley, someone that he, besides Luca Changretta actually sees, feels fear, and doesn't know how to defeat him because it's more of like he has to defeat him politically as opposed to, you know, doing it with brute force and with violence. So that's a great scene. We don't know if Tommy's going to pull the trigger. He's not going to pull the trigger, yeah, but, you know, we're pretty that confident that, was, that was, Tommy <laughs> Shelby's back for season six. Right, right. So that's just that's a phenomenal scene as well. But I'm going to go ahead and do my next one, and the scene where where where, where there's that ballerina show, and the and 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 their swans, and it's cutting back and forth to you know Oswald and Michael and Gina are watching the show, and Oswald is there, and and he's delivering his speech in unison with the ballerinas dancing. It's just a great scene symbolism. The first time, it's not the first time, but one of the few times that the show kind of, you know, cin- cin- cinematically kind of shows deeper meaning in things as opposed to people speaking to each other and someone just killing someone. But it was a very, you know, metaphorically sound scene, in my opinion. One of my favorite scenes of, of, of this season.
0: It's, it's a great one. Obviously, you know, we are totally in debt to Abarama Gold and his quick trigger, because we've mentioned this, if he had lasted longer in the, uh, it's not post-marital, but the post-engagement coitus with Polly, she wouldn't have been able to shoot um, Linda. And so we're happy about that. It's a good scene. That made my honorable mentions, but it didn't quite crack the top five. You talk about Mosley, he's huge in that whole, I would say that entire party is enjoyable, but since it's not a scene, Where Oswald wants to taste everyone, and then ended up having sex with the swan while while staring at himself in the mirror. That's a good one. Another honorable mention, I would say, paired together. But I loved the introduction between Oswald Mosley and Arthur Shelby when Oswald Mm -hmm. walks in. First, Tommy tells Arthur, you know, we've got some some business to handle. He brings Michael, which was a huge mistake because you've got this, you know, twenty-year-old who's trying to act so big in his britches, and he lets Oswald get under his skin. Arthur doesn't quite let him get under his skin but he breaks the chair and it, it's just it's just a very power driven scene where constantly the power is shifting between the Shelbys and the Mosley that's standing there he flicks off his cigarette to the ground which um Clayflin later talks about in a podcast interview where he mentions that because you know that's such a sign of disrespect to ash your cigarette on someone else's
1: floor it's just little things
0: that Stephen Knight adds that I love about that scene.
1: And, you know, not to backtrack, I mean, great scene, you know, because Arthur, I mean, uh, Paul Anderson does it a, a great job of showing that he's actually pissed. Like, he, he his delivery and his, like, you know, muttering under his breath after Oswald basically tells him, I hear that you're kind of like the, the, the shithead of the family. I, I hear that, you know, you're basically Tommy's, uh, Tommy's little bitch. Basically, he's what he says. But uh, backtracking to the swan scene, we all are left to wonder whether or not Gina is admiring Oswald Mosley. Kind of, you know, connecting that to the, there's a look. the scene where he's having, there's a look. But we, it kind of, you know, it, it leaves breadcrumbs to that final scene of whether or not that actually is Gina that Oswald Mosley is sleeping with in the, in, in the dressing room. And she looked like she was admiring him. The one thing that I'm so unsure about going into next season, I'm very excited to see, but uh, that's going to lead me into, into my next scene. And my next favorite scene is the, is the tar scene where Abramma Gold just absolutely owns the Billy Boys and just pours the, 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 I don't know, bucket of tar. As we said, there's a lot of scenes that are symbol, symbolic of Game of Thrones where Viserys, Viserys gets the gold, uh, pot of gold Crown. dumped on his head yeah. and he's – the, yeah, yeah, the crown, exactly. There's just a very, very brutal scene. You know, at first we thought the Billy boys were going to be unbeatable after their uh, charades earlier on in the season. But Abraham Gold, you know, doesn't play no shit. And that is an incredible scene. Just brutal. Like, there's so many different ways of violence in this show. And they, you know, stepped outside the box a little bit into that scene. It was great. Yep, this was a scene that I thought of
0: immediately when I came up with this prompt for you and I to talk about. So Tarface is on my top five as well. I would say that it's the only, it's the only scene of this Billy Boy's plot that really worked for me. Because we found out, you know, like the grenade scene didn't really work, the truces with Tommy, and, and and you know, and, and killing, you know, Bonnie Gold, all those things ended up being pretty much uh, like empty promises. They didn't lead us anywhere. They were they were almost like tangents mm. that were, were not connected at the end. So that's our only real gripe with season five, the fact that the big bad didn't end up be, being the big bad, and we met Mosley second, which is cool. It's right. cool when, when you get tricked on who the, who the big bad's going to be, but you kind of want that first one to really you know come to fruition and then take a second seat. Instead, the tar scene was the only thing out of that that, that became memorable. And so uh let's go we got one more each Josh right let's hear your last your last scene of your top 5 of season 5
1: Well I I actually have two more I've only named 3 okay. but uh I'm going to go with, with my 4th and my 4th this isn't in any order this is just you know the, all my 5 just collectively uh the company meeting earlier on in the season where Michael and Gina kind of sit try to act like they're going to take over things and Tommy's just going to be a nobody which was ridiculous but just a lot going back and forth and tom and killian murphy does a great job in this scene of basically telling michael to fuck off and and then Polly says that she threatens that she's gonna quit you know i quit and that's and that's how the scene pretty much ends and just a crazy scene to see you know when we have all of them in one room sitting down talking business is when is when shit hits the fan a lot of the times and this was one of those scenes
0: And I think this is going to be the scene of season five that we can dissect the most. If we do one more rewatch, like coming up, let's say, let's say season six comes out, you know, November, 2021. And that's me being super cautious as, as late as I can think of, I'm assuming we'll do you know, another rewatch of season five next summer maybe. And this would be the scene where I feel like everything is going to be, you know, written in, you know, hidden secrets from from Stephen Knight he has I'm sure he has some sort of you know codes why isn't Lizzie there what, what's the reason behind that who is involved who talks what is plan b there's so much involved where it's like if Michael had just stayed a little more quiet could everything had been resolved is there you know there's so many things and it's a great pick Josh I, it's not on my top five but it's a good one um, you mentioned you did have one more so I'll mention my final one and it's Michael Gray arriving from the train station into Birmingham. You know, we've got the the reintroduction of Michael to the family after they basically banished him to America a year earlier. We've got the introduction of Gina Gray. We've got this lie detector test basically going on with Polly and, his, and her son and the hatred amongst Arthur and him saying, you know, you're banished, essentially to that hotel that we all have spies on and Michael was pissed. That was just an iconic scene for me. I really liked the clothing because it was the first look at the new age suit that Michael Gray was going to start wearing in this season. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's a scene that's memorable for me.
1: Yeah. It's definitely also iconic in the sense that, you know, we have this brand new uh, character in Gina and Gina, who is a huge character in the show. And we haven't, you know, we haven't really had, we think are there to stay. You know, a lot of the times we get these introductions like a Luca Changretta or like a Sabini or a Billy Kimber who are only there for a little bit of time, you know, for that certain plot line. And it seems like Gina's not going anywhere anytime soon. So it's a huge introduction to a new character. So that is a very important scene. But I'm going to go with my last, my last uh, scene in my top five is when Tommy has to shoot the horse. And we know how much Tommy loves horses going back to the first scene of the whole entire show in season one where. Tommy is, is working his gypsy magic on that horse and it's just kind of it circles all the way back to to that moment that Tommy is destroyed that he has to put down this horse He does it in front of his son and we have the we, we have the iconic uh, line from 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 his son Charlie saying you shoot horses you shoot people too and it's just like oh damn he's kind of got a point like this is what this kid has only seen his whole life like poor kid has only seen Tommy you know, amidst all of the shit that's hit the fan and it's you got to feel for him you got to feel for for tommy because he's raised his son all on his own and just season five was not tommy's brightest season he's he's really just at his lowest point and we thought he was at his lowest point before but hopefully things get better but this was a very iconic scene it was and, and it and it just sparked a question and it's
0: something that i maybe we may have to table a little bit to our next episode but i need to ask you something do you think there will be a, a pretty sizable change in the script now because they have to possibly wait another year to film, which means that the babies, all of the kids are now going to be, it's get very stranger things esque where now it's, right. you know, you don't have a two year old anymore. That kid's going to be four unless you recast and keep Tommy's daughter really young. But Tommy's son already has, you know, facial structure. So you can't really change the character, the actor. So it's like, maybe it's possible that, Peaky Blinders and Stephen Knight decide, hey, you know what, maybe we'll go to 1925 for next season, and the kids will be, you know, have their own mind, and Karl Marx, excuse me, Karl Hitler will actually be like a, like a, gro- like a 13-year-old into the, into the Hitler youth, and, and everything will be progressing. It's something that's interesting to think about more. In that is, six no, it,
1: it is interesting to think about, but we have seen that, you know, when they basically killed off the Isaiah actor and you know they 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 have no problem changing actors um but that, that is that is something interesting to see but uh yeah we still don't know where carl is if he's still being a racist
0: yeah but i will tell you that um jordan bolger actually left peaky blinders ah okay so that I, so to take another show so right. it wasn't yeah, their choice to that, bring in Daryl mccormick i think that was his name or something like that
1: yeah that is an inter- interesting thing to to, to to add like things are changing and like, I wonder if they're probably thinking about this right now. Um, I I would think that they're going to probably resume shooting uh, pretty soon as things start to open up, unfortunately start to open up. as I disagree with it, but uh, (laughs) hopefully that they'll start shooting soon because we need We cannot wait any longer for season six. It's already been too long.
0: Yeah. I'm not optimistic. Um, because you've got the filming and then you've got the post-production and then you've got the post-post-production and then you've got the post-post- post-production. Right. So like I mentioned, if if you, if you Peaky fans at home set your mindset that you won't be getting it until fall 2021, anything, anything, anything sooner in my eyes is going to be, you know, like, you know, one money it's, it's going to be, you know, a bonus. So until then we're just going to keep on, you know, flying off the edge of our sea and, and gangs of London. It's really good. It's really good. Go ahead. It's what really, do you have to say?
1: The only thing I'm going to say is that my only hope is that it's only six episodes and that it doesn't, you know, take as long to film. That's, that's, that's my only hope. It's still going to take a good minute because the the intricate, the the, the attention to detail and the intricate details of the show is what makes this one of the best shows in television, our favorite show on television. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. But to add to that thing that you just said, "Gangs of London" is really elite territory, and we've only watched four episodes, so we highly recommend it. take Take a look, take a listen to our Patreon uh, breakdowns after you guys watch it, because it's it, it is always great to to break something down when you see it for the first time, which is why we love our season five. You know, instant reactions to also to on Patreon. Patreon, also on Patreon, which which is we we love those those breakdowns because it's like, it's, it's fresh and raw and, and we don't know what's next. Um, Not to say that, that that our other breakdowns of the episodes that we had already watched weren't great, but it is different when, when you know what's going to happen ahead of time and you don't have that, that, you know, fresh reaction off of something that is just blew your mind, which is we're going to have our minds blown by episode five of Kings of London. So uh, take a listen. We highly, highly, highly recommend it.
0: Not to mention, Gangs of London is not your normal six-episode British drama. It's nine episodes, and the first one is an hour and a half. So, if you guys right. want to really enjoy, you know, a weekend, or you want to throw away a day, which is I, I like to say is, is a good way to really try to reset yourself during this quarantine, if you really feel like you're on the edge of breaking, just throw right. away a day. As long, it's not like as long as you're not in a, in a profession where you have to turn in something that day, and you can just, you know push something to tomorrow just throw away a day watch four episodes of gangs of london that's a nice you know six hours of your day and you will not be uh you'll not be sorry i promise that it's a really enjoyable show the next time we're going to be talking will be about episode five on patreon.com slash by order of peaky josh any final words for this uh
1: great episode uh we just uh hope everyone's staying safe uh bear with us you know we're we're trying to push out content for you guys if you guys have any, just give us feedback. Give us your five favorite scenes of, of season five. Give us your favorite scene of the show. Break it down as you heard in our interviews with with some of those uh, supporting characters. We asked them what their favorite scenes of the whole entire show are. Give us give us your favorite scene of the whole show. Let's see if 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 your favorite scenes match up with theirs and ours. So um, feedback is also always welcome because we love interacting with our fans, and we just hope that you guys are staying safe out there. All right, for Josh, I'm um, Daniel. We binge, so you don't have to.